0: Welcome everybody to People of Efrat, where we all get to learn more about this great community and the people that make it tick. Oh my god, I love this coffee. So good. You like the cinnamon in it?
1: It's so good. Come on,
0: I make a good coffee.
1: I'm very impressed.
0: And these cups, right?
1: They're beautiful.
0: Stainless steel, insulated, keeps your coffee really warm.
1: Perfect size.
0: In the summer, I was putting like really cold, um, like really cold drinks in it. Like, kind of like I'd grind up like some ice and put a little lemonana and mint. Yeah. It was delicious. I loved it. So, these are the Bass Cup cups. You can find these on Amazon. Actually, right now, I'll put a link below. Good morning, Becca.
1: Good morning. Rebecca
0: Sigala. Welcome you to our podcast. Me. You know, it's been like a good two, three weeks since we did one of these. And I'm just so happy to be back. And we thought it was gonna rain today, but it's a gorgeous, beautiful day and we have this great set here.
1: I never believe the weather forecast. Why is it that the weather,
0: (laughs) right? Why is it that the weather forecast in Israel is like sort of like, it's like nothing, you don't really count on it.
1: I really don't, I don't know. These days always come when it's supposed to be rainy or supposed to be cold and I love it. I'm so grateful for this view and the weather today it's beautiful
0: I think what happens is like in the summertime it's like today is hot tomorrow's gonna be hotter <laughs> it might be really hot at the end of the week and that's right it. and then in the winter they're like it rains sometimes so today it might rain and tomorrow no you, you know?
1: just got kind of got to go with the flow here
0: yeah yeah so thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast um, let's start from the beginning Becca you came to Israel at what age
1: I was 18 right out of high school i um actually deferred a scholarship that i had to go to a fashion institute in los angeles Mm -hmm. um at the time i really wanted to explore my roots and my judaism and i didn't grow up religious but definitely very culturally jewish and i'd kind of gotten into learning a little bit like torah and I wanted to experience Israel from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. and so I deferred my scholarship for a year and said I was going to come to Israel. Wow! And I landed in Israel with not no I've never I had never been there before. Like we never went as a family or anything like that. Right. Um, all I really knew about Israel is there was camels and <laughs> really cute guys. That's what my mom always told Wild. me. And um, I was excited about it because obviously it was a huge part of my upbringing and my identity, um, but I didn't know much about it. Um, and I ended up in Beit Shemesh in a seminary there, and that didn't work out. actually got kicked out after a few weeks. Yeah. And I was introduced to the seminary in spot someone was like oh you're a spiritual person you should go to spot and i remember driving up to spot like going on the bus in the middle of the night and walking out to this kind of like eerie and creepy vibe because sure. you know spots like it is very mystical and holy and kind of isolated from the rest of the world mm-hmm. um and being like where the hell am i <laughs> um but but then once i once i um stayed there a few days i really felt like i had found my place and i was really connected to spot and um and loved it and spent the year there
0: it must have been wild you know coming to israel and then like lit you know spending the year in spot because it's it's probably like one of the highest places both physically over there and also just spiritually you know it's it's like jumping right into it
1: yeah totally and it was the, the school that I went to was very, like, um, focused on chassidut and all of these, like, very spiritual aspects of Torah, right. um, which I really loved. Um, and, you know, I just remember, like, taking these long walks in, like, the beautiful, like, mountain of spot and, and, like, through the art galleries and going to bonfires and, like, really just taking myself out of anything that I had ever known before. So it was a really um beautiful time where i was able to really reflect on myself and my life and what i wanted Mm -hmm. um and i actually met my my now husband in spot and shout out uh, to shua shout out to shua um good man yeah totally got very lucky um and I remember that year I, I called up my dad. I was eighteen at the time and I go, Dad, I think I'm gonna get married. And he's like, No you're not, come home. <laughs> Thank God it worked out. He met Shua. He loves him. Um, but it was it was a little crazy. Like, you know, I, I, I kinda jumped into this religious lifestyle right away um I really saw a lot of beauty in it Mm -hmm. um I didn't actually think I was gonna make Aliyah I think that was more at the time like me being like in love (laughs) and just wanting to start a family with my now husband um and he had always grown up that like Israel was his place and that was he was worried about even starting to date me because that was what he wanted to do like that was his goal he Um, came also
0: and he just stayed he yeah. So came at at 17 or
1: 18. Yeah, yeah. He came at 18. He went to Mahon Lev. Yeah. And then he went to the Hesder, um the American program in okay. Spot, and really just that it was it was it for him like right wow. away. Um. And so Spot when he will do that too, I guess, <laughs> totally, you know? I guess so. Kind of like you know brainwashes you in some ways. Some ways good. Some ways not as sure. good. Um. But. But yeah, like he just he loved it so much and so he I remember like him going through a friend saying, "I don't know if she wants to move to Israel." And I was like, "It's fine. It's fine. I'll move to Israel." <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much like how I made aliyah, but at the same time I'm like so happy that I made that decision and yeah. it's such a rich and meaningful life here. So, mm-hmm. um we got married the next year. I was 19, he was 20, and then We just made Aliyah with like a few pieces of luggage and some backpacks and started our lives here.
0: And you guys have had businesses together and you guys are both photographers. Yeah. Is that when you got into photography, like kind of in spot?
1: So... If you like look back on Shua's like childhood pictures, you'll see him with a camera all the uh-huh. time. Like that was his story. He's Always loved he's taking. He's still pictures. using that
0: same camera. I see him with.
1: Well, maybe not that exact but camera, but and, definitely uh, shooting yeah. film, and yeah, we're we're old souls in that way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he always loved taking pictures, and I had this like background in fashion, and I worked for. A fashion agency, like in my hometown, and did wardrobe styling for them, and helped them with like photo shoots and like all these things. So that was like my career track. I wanted to be in fashion, right. um, and I loved photography, but I never thought I could do it. It just seemed so complicated and mm-hmm. such a like a cool talent to have that I just didn't have. I never thought of myself as being oh. able to be a photographer. Right. Um, but once we got married, he really. I think he just he had always really wanted to get a nice camera, like a professional level camera. And he he bought one and I was like, "What's your plan?" He's like, "I don't know, I'm just take some pictures." I'm like, "Okay, great." And he bought it when we were we lived in LA for a little bit before we um made before we made Aliyah and um he bought it then and just started taking pictures and when we lived in spot for the first year a couple of people asked like oh will you take pictures out of break me law like he took a headshot of someone for their book um so he dabbled in it a little bit yeah. and i was excited because i love like marketing and business and i wanted to do the back end of things for for him And, um, and also because he was building his portfolio, I thought it would be really fun to do a few shoots where I would organize the models and the hair and makeup and like all this fun stuff. And, and so we did that and we just, we kind of flew with it together. And, um, as he started growing in his like talent and in his business, um, I think I, I started realizing how much deeper photography could be and that it was really like storytelling. Mm -hmm. And as much as I loved looking at his pictures, I was like, "Hmm, like I kind of want to, I want a voice in this. Like I want to be able to tell my perspective in the same way through photography. And so he started teaching me things. And shortly after that, we, we just, I think he was he he had an assistant for weddings at first and then i would come on as like a third person we had like another camera and i would come on as a third person so like if i totally messed up it would be okay oh wow yeah
0: (laughs) what a unique perspective so then is that kind of like the arena where you're able to like kind of find more art in it because if you're like a wedding photographer it's your gig right and i'm sure you're you're, yeah. of course you're taking beautiful shots and trying to but as the third person you must have had a like a unique situation there where you can yeah like I didn't anything. feel
1: like I had so much pressure yeah and I could just like try anything I mean also the thing about wedding photography is it's all kind of photography in one day wow. you know it's product photography right. it's documentary photography it's street photography like it's portraits, portraits it's right. everything um, wow, I
0: never thought of it like that it's yeah true.
1: it really is everything so it gives you such a good um, I guess taste of everything and yeah. I started realizing that I loved I love detail shots and I also loved like the preparations when I was able to really connect with the bride and she was getting her hair and makeup done and yeah. then we would go out and do portraits of her that was my by far my favorite part and by the end of the wedding I was like I am out of here I don't want to do any more simple dancing you yeah. know yeah. and Shua, he could go with the flow and go forever yeah um, so it's really more his thing um, but yeah, anyways, we eventually, after I felt comfortable enough to be his assistant, then I, we, we did weddings together and wow. it was really incredible. Um, and I've I learned a lot. Duo. Yeah. I really learned a lot from it, but like I said, I don't think it was like totally my passion. Right. Um, and like what was beneficial about it is like we had a similar kind of eye um we have a similar kind of style it's different but we really get each other and like he could look at me from across the room and i knew exactly what he wanted me to do or what he needed and i was literally about
0: to ask (laughs) what's it like you know working together with your husband in maybe uh sometimes a high pressure uh scenario
1: Yeah, yeah i think i mean i think it was It was totally amazing most of the time. I mean, it's hard. Like it's your partner and you spend all day and all night with them. So then switching over to this like professional um, relationship that you have to have. It can be difficult sometimes. Um, But I think we, you know, over the years, we really like worked out those kinks. And I think it was really about like communicating with each other and also having our own roles in the business. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you do this and I do this. and and then that's kind it, of like at home too <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly and um, and then once I started doing boudoir photography then that was really I think healthy for b- the both of us because I had my own projects right and he would also have his own separate portrait projects and then we would just do weddings together like right. once in a while um, so I think that was really good for us too
0: that's really unique and you guys eventually made your way straight to frat from savant how did that how did that
1: play out? Um, so we, uh, so once he started dabbling into photography a little bit, um, we knew that we wanted to start the business and there wasn't really much opportunity to do that in spot. And, um, yeah, <laughs> dogs. Dog. we got one here. Uh, gotta love him. We got one over here. They're great. <laughs> gotta love that. No,
0: he wants to be part of the show and he yeah. will be. We're going to do yeah. one specific interview. He just needs for like dog. a
1: whole photo shoot for it too. Dogs of a frat.
0: I, well, maybe you know someone who can help
1: me with that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait, okay. So we we yeah
0: so spot to... yeah spot didn't
1: really have so much opportunity like to start a business right. Um, and we decided to move to jerusalem we Mm -hmm. had like some friends that were living there Mm -hmm. at the time
0: more access more you know central location yeah more More central central like we
1: were super central we lived right off of Agrippa. like super near the shook and oh great yeah it was it was great um and then we could like meet with clients easily and Mm -hmm. go to weddings more easily and stuff and we didn't have a car at the time so um it was definitely very helpful to live there um, but as much as I thought that I was a city girl and loved the hustle and bustle, I think I really did want like a suburban mm-hmm. neighborhood and a community and all of that. And I'm from Minnesota originally, so that was that's right. very different than being in a big city or sure. even being in Israel. Um, and so we started to look around to different places, Malaya Dumim and, right. you know, just like all the normal, like more of like modern Orthodox communities. Um, and we came to Sfat, and I think the first Shabbat that we were here, they were doing havdalah right. on the street. Yeah. Right. It reminded me so much of Sfat. Sure. Like I just got this such a good feeling oh, about yeah. the people here, and um, it was so beautiful. Um, and we found that we came for a Shabbat, and that night we heard about the Danzig's apartment
0: being open. Oh wow! On Pito Yeah,
1: and we saw it that yeah. night. And uh, I think we stayed at the Edelman's and then um, and then we saw the Danzig's apartment. It was so beautiful and also like so much more affordable than Jerusalem. Right. And just like, yeah, great. This so was like I was what, like,
0: like eight, nine years ago? So a while already. You guys have been here for a while.
1: Nine years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've
0: been here for a while. You guys are like batikim, <laughs> like you're like <laughs> nationals. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's changed so much since we first got here, which is really cool.
0: We always talk about how, like, we used to live on Pitomac Tor and we would watch this neighborhood being built.
1: (laughs) I know. Like,
0: five years being built, and your neighborhood over there.
1: It's so crazy. And now there's so many people that I don't even know here, which is, I'm just like, it feels like
0: a small town, but you realize that there's just no, it's growing
1: and growing, which is really great and it's really fun. and, yeah, and so then I was like, "Okay, we'll take it. it's perfect, and the Danzigs are like amazing people and yeah we we moved in and and um, that's and yeah, great. it was great.
0: that's awesome and so then you started building your own business you- you got into that a little bit, so what's that been like? um, I know that you've been you guys have Always pretty much worked for yourselves, Mm -hmm. even if you've had a second job or a third job, right? Yeah, totally. You've always been working for yourselves, and uh, it's something that I like. I really, really appreciate uh, about you guys, and it's been unique and interesting seeing your journey. Like, it must have been you must have been through some hard times, you know, building up your businesses. Maybe just tell me a little bit about like the beginning. Of, sure of starting your business and sure so what that was like
1: yeah I because we're self-taught photographers um, we're always like learning and wanting to grow and there's so much information online like that's how we that's how we learned all the stuff we needed to learn and then obviously trial and error and like doing what we do and having mm-hmm. like some things that just come intuitively to us and um, But I came across this type of photography called boudoir photography. And I just thought it was so cool because, like I said, I used to work at this fashion agency. So it was combining all these things I loved, like makeup and hair and wardrobe and setting up shoots and like that girly kind of time with photography. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... I was like okay I got to try this out and I took a couple of people from the neighborhood <laughs> and right. did a test shoot and I wasn't sure what I was gonna do with it like it was just kind of like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go forward with it but I, I don't know what the next step is gonna be after right and after I did the shoot which Shua actually helped me out with and helped me with like all the technical stuff um, we I was like, okay, what, what do I do next? And he, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just, I'll make a Facebook page. Like, what is it going to mm. hurt? And women started inquiring right away. And I realized this was something that women really wanted. And, um, and then I started doing these shoots for like, not very much money. Like obviously I was just starting out sure. and this, I think it was the second session or something like that. And my client was so nervous to get in front of the camera. Well, should I explain what boudoir photography is first? Sure. okay, get into it. Sure. Yeah. So boudoir photography is intimate photography for women. Um, It is generally in lingerie or artistic nudity um and it's for everyday women it's not for models or you know photo photo shoots for magazines or anything like that it's just for women for their own personal use right and um and so when i went to this client the second client she was so nervous about it and she's like okay maybe i'll just like do some like fun glamour shots and clothed in the forest or something like that and then Um, by the end of the shoot she was so comfortable with me and it ended up being a boudoir shoot and she felt like she could really connect to her body and feel comfortable in her skin and when she got her images for the first time she said I've never felt like a woman before like this is incredible and she was crying and I was crying and it was just so beautiful to see that transformation in her mindset about herself. And that's when I realized that it wasn't just like this fun, exciting thing that I wanted to do, but that it could be really empowering for a woman mm-hmm. and help them change the way that they see themselves. So I I ran with it. <laughs> yeah. And it became my passion. Um, but and you've been like
0: a real mental health advocate, you know, about female body positivity and and I've seen, like, a lot of good come out of that. Yeah. And it's so interesting to see, like, you know, you started off with this artistic kind of idea, and then you, it's grown into this, this beautiful thing where you're really, really helping people.
1: Yeah. It's really like, I'm so honored to be a part of it. Like every day I think, wow, this, my my job is so cool. Like, I love that. I feel like so much creative fulfillment from it, but also this like sense of really helping people and being able to hold emotional space for people and help them change the way that they think about themselves. Because, you know, we have a lot of pressures in society today as women to like be everything and be perfect. And, Um, There's obviously like this beauty standard of like what's beautiful and what's not. And um, I've really learned through my own journey that everybody and every woman is so unique and beautiful in their own way. Um, And that's such a gift that my clients have given me. Like now that I photographed like thousands of women, I've seen so many different bodies and stories and I just see so much beauty in everyone, which I don't think came naturally to me because that's not how I was raised that's not how society shapes us or informs us about right. about bodies and about beauty um so I feel been, like it's you've a huge been, like, gift
0: flown out to conferences you've uh, been speaker at events yeah and you also have your own uh programs and events that you run now
1: yeah um so I I mean a few times I've gone to um, Jewish conferences in Europe, like in Finland and in Latvia, like places that I never thought that I would have gone before um, to talk about Um, sexuality within the Jewish framework and also just my work with boudoir and body image and what women can do to feel more positive about their bodies.
0: Sorry to interrupt you. I want to hit on something. You live in Gush Etzion. Yeah. And you're doing this thing that seems to be kind of like more of a secular type thing. But, you know, you were telling me before we got on the podcast about a certain couple. I don't know if I should get into it, but a certain couple basically, it seems like they're they're doing this obviously just for themselves. This isn't like for the world to see. Yeah. And you mentioned something about a couple and their marriage and how it's had a really positive. Enhance their marriage. Yeah, yeah,
1: totally. I mean, so I, I just, re- what I was telling you about. We're on was a the, tangent, but yeah. I, I'd like to hear about it. Yeah. Um, so what I was telling you about was this interview that I did with a rabbi and his wife, um, And it was her second boudoir session and he reached out to me for the second one because the first one had such a big impact on their marriage and their intimacy um, that he actually took the prints from the shoots and he has it like in a special area Hmm. of his closet and that like when she becomes Anita that he he takes it down because they're not supposed to be like intimate with each other. Yeah. And then once she goes to the mikvah, he puts it back up and it's been like this whole procession and a oh, whole wow. special part of their marriage. Um, and I thought that was really cool. So I was like, guys, I want to interview you. And we did it anonymously because obviously right. like for, uh, modesty purposes, they didn't sure. want everyone to know about it, but they are like a huge advocate for my work, which was just so nice. Um, but it's not, so crazy like you know i have my clients in tel aviv and in areas that are less religious Mm -hmm. um and whenever i say i'm from gush or i'm from a they're like what the heck (laughs) and like what you have clients that are religious that have done this i even had clients from me and Haredi parts of Beit shavish and all of these things um and people are there's like a shock value that comes with that but we actually are very like judaism is a very sex positive um religion and if you actually like look into it then there's really nothing um yeah
0: i mean if it's a modest thing right
1: yeah if it's just for themselves and it's a private experience most people don't really feel like there's um a conflict of their values or their morals right um But I mean, in the beginning I did have backlash, like, especially like just being in a religious community, um, and I got phone calls and like would walk down the street and I would hear people whispering about me and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I think that as time has gone on and I've become such a strong advocate for women and seen how it's like changed so many women's lives that I'm just so confident in it that I don't really get that backlash anymore. Right. And if people are talking about it, I have no idea. <laughs> right. Um, and you know, like I think the world is not so black and white anymore. There's so much gray and I think a lot of religious people realize that too and that sometimes things that may not seem so traditional or conventional can be really helpful and important in their lives.
0: Right. And they keep it for themselves and they do it in a modest way. Yeah. And they're not like putting it all out on the internet on yeah. instagram and TikTok-ing yeah and- yeah sometimes
1: people are like i really want to do yeah. a boudoir shoot but i don't want to share them like they think that's part of right. my whole process right. which is a little awkward yeah and i'm that. like no like you don't right. everything's 100 percent confidential like i take it as like you know the confidentiality that a therapist would have with their client like right. i don't even tell people who i photographed right. um because i think that That's part of woman empowerment is making women, giving women a safe, place to mm-hmm. really be themselves and be in control of their environment and their sexuality it. Yeah, yeah exactly this is for them and yeah. you know i'm not like some creepy male photographer that's like trying not that all male photographers are creepy but no, just i definitely might not yeah be as comfortable, yeah it might know? not be as comfortable but there are some creepy for like i had my own experience in high school like that where there yeah. was like kind of a sleazy photographer that wanted this and that and i think that now it's the time when women are like reclaiming their selves and their sexuality like for themselves. And most of the time these women are doing the sessions really for themselves. And like it sometimes is like a bonus for their husband or an anniversary or a birthday present. But a lot of women really want to explore different sides of themselves. And it's so cool to see them do it for just for themselves.
0: And you mentioned you have clients in Tel Aviv, you're traveling. So you live in Afrat Mm -hmm. and somehow you're still able to work in the center of the country. Yeah, and get around, you know, to go all these places. What's it been like, you know, having running a business where you're kind of like all over the country? Are you driving? Yeah, I'm
1: driving. I got yeah. my podcasts, wow. which I love. Yeah, um, I love it. I was just saying I drove with my makeup artist to Kesaria yesterday. Yeah. And it just, it makes me so grateful to live in this country. Yeah. Like I was just, I was telling her that I, l- some, I I like the convenience of like, I have my home studio and people right. come to me sometimes, but sometimes people want me to go to them. And I, I love doing it once in a while because I really get to like see the beauty of this country. And there's just so much freaking beauty here. and yeah. And I love being able to be grateful for it.
0: Especially like right now, like it's rained a little bit we've had a couple a couple good hard rains and if you're looking at the hills behind us like everything's kind of turning green and it's getting like really lush and beautiful yeah and it's like a really beautiful time usually winter you think you know of like dreary thoughts or whatever but even with overcast and and a little bit of rain it's really beautiful here, especially so beautiful. in
1: the hills. And I look out my window and i just, I never expected that I would have that kind of view. Right. Like, I lived in like suburban Minnesota where right. it's like all farmland and there's definitely beautiful parts of Minnesota, but nothing like this. They're you know? probably
0: buried in snow right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, totally. Oh my gosh. It's so cold there.
0: We had like three days of winter so far. I'm wearing yeah. a sweater. I don't necessarily yeah. need to be wearing a sweater. I right know. Now. It's not that hot.
1: I know, yeah. so nice,
0: so wild. So, like, have you guys acclimated well to? Fr- I mean, your children kind of grew up here, right? They've been, you know, they 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 grew up here from a very young age. Yeah, how's that worked out for them? Are they happy here?
1: Yeah, they're so happy here. Like, that's I think one of the main reasons why we stayed. Like, I. I mean, my husband loves living in the gush and, you know, just that's a huge, important value for him um, to be here and like be in the land and sure. all of that. Um, and I came here, I think, more for like the community aspect of it and the convenience aspect of it. Um, but they love it. Like if, whenever I say, oh, what if we move somewhere else? My kids are like, no, but we're going <laughs> to we're going to be away from our friends. And yeah. like, you know you know, like our group of friends, and they've really become like family. And it's so, so special. Um, I think that there's, you know, really nothing, nothing that's more important than that is having like people in your life that you can be there for, and they support you. And just like, I don't know, it's so special here.
0: It seems like a recurring theme. Everyone I speak to talk about, I'm sure there are families here who have much family, cousins and whatnot, but people talk about community and their friends here as well, like as if they're family. Yeah. I think it's a really beautiful thing.
1: It is. It might be
0: a small town thing. It might just be a fraud itself.
1: I think, yeah, I'm not not sure because I've never really lived anywhere else, but I always feel like people have my back, like whether like it's just about you know, picking someone up from daycare or something like that, yeah. or like I'm sick and someone brings over chicken soup or, yeah. um, after I gave birth, I had meals for like three weeks. Like that's insane. Wow. Like but beautiful yeah, meals. I love when that happens it's a Meal
0: <laughs> train, and you're like eating for a month after.
1: It's you amazing. Know? You don't have to worry
0: about making dinner for, for totally a long amazing. time. It's and beautiful. there's also
1: like chesed organizations and like, you know, being an entrepreneur, we've also been through some difficult times and, yeah. um, they've also been there for us yeah. and it's just it's so wonderful.
0: We'll just show up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. That's so great. So like going back to to your business, like what are some of the things you've done in this crazy corona time <laughs> to stay busy and to um to keep to keep pushing forward. Many people have gotten really really innovative and I I've, yeah. I've seen, you know, I don't follow everything that you've been doing, but I noticed recently you have this course that you've that you've been running
1: yeah well when the first lockdown happened I was like what am I gonna do like my my job is obsolete like I right. can't if go you anywhere can't see people yeah and
0: take pictures of yeah. them.
1: yeah and then I was you know I have like this photography community online and I started seeing people who were doing like zoom and FaceTime sessions and I thought that was nuts I was like what right. like that's not even what I do right. like how could I give my clients value with that but I actually wanted to try it out. So I called my sister. and am like, Davina, we're doing a boudoir session. <laughs> I'm like, go get some makeup on. Let's do this. And I actually, through FaceTime, it's so cool because you can take a picture on FaceTime and it takes a picture through their phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and then it saves to my phone. So I was taking pictures of her. I was telling her how to pose, where to stand, mm-hmm. taking pictures of her, and then collecting them on my phone and then editing them after wow. and sending them to her. And it's obviously not the same as what I do with like a whole experience that I give people, but it was giving, I, I started offering it and it was giving people like a sense of confidence or reason to like, you know, dress up a little bit, feel right. good about themselves. Especially
0: this time when we were in our pajamas for yeah. like four months straight. Most you know? people were like,
1: oh, this is the first time like I put on anything or put on makeup at wow. all for weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and that was really fun. So I started doing that. And then I had been wanting to like invest more in my business, um, like my boudoir business specifically. Um and i hired a business coach like in june Mm -hmm. and that really has been a game changer for me really helping me with my mindset around my business and basically money therapy (laughs) (laughs) and like just really figuring out how i can help the most women Mm -hmm. and do what i want to do in the world and support my family and everything all the good stuff yeah um and we kind of came up with this idea that I was going to do a virtual body positivity course. That's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about women feeling good about their bodies at all different stages of their lives because our bodies change. That's what I've been doing all these years. Um, And there's so many, boudoir photography, I see it as a tool but not the only tool. There's so many things that we can do to feel better about ourselves and our bodies and get connected to who we are on a deep level. And, you know, whether it for me been like therapy, meditation, um, journaling, self-reflection, exercise, like all these things, I'm like, okay, I need to talk about this, I need to teach people about right. it. Um, so I created an online course and wow. we're actually like in our sixth week, which is the last week, mm-hmm. And I launched it last month and I'm going to launch another one in January. And women are really loving it and like changing the way that they're seeing themselves and doing good things for themselves. And it's affecting their relationships in positive ways and their businesses in positive ways. Um, And it's just really exciting that I can create something that will impact women all over the world. I don't have to physically be there to help them.
0: Right. What's it feel like seeing the progression from the beginning of from the first week now coming into the sixth week of the program like what do you uh
1: well i think i i went through my own emotional process myself of just like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm doing this like a real person people (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm a human and that's like part of it is like really having self-compassion for ourselves um and knowing that we're human and that we're going to make mistakes and be flawed and that's all part of it. Um, and I was scared like starting it, like sick to my stomach scared, but sure. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put it out there. I've been putting myself out there for years. That's I had right. this like, community on facebook of over like 3500 women which is really wow. crazy it's really crazy I know incredible you didn't amazing. um and i felt like they were like waiting for something like they needed something you know i would i post didn't know things. it but i believe it <laughs> honestly <laughs> Thanks.
0: i don't i don't deal with you professionally but i can see i've seen your progression i don't know if it took six weeks or six years <laughs> but i've seen your progression it, it's really impressive I, I really really look up to you Thank it's you, and, and seeing you build this business is has been amazing, really inspiring, thank you, um, yeah, go on about the program. um,
1: no, I so really it's appreciate into that the sixth week and, um, yeah, yeah, so I felt like they were waiting for something, and so i I had always had this idea of doing the program, and then my coach was like, Just do it, doesn't need to be perfect, doesn't need to be right. like you know perfect production, it doesn't need to be you know seamless just put it together right um and I just started doing it and recording videos and actually like I thought I was going to record all the videos in like one or two days and I hired a makeup artist to Mm -hmm. like do my hair and makeup and then I like I paid for it got my makeup done everything and like sat there and I was like totally blank right oh crap (laughs) so then i had to do it slowly and imperfectly how do you how do you force something like
0: that anyways right yeah it's like it's like i i think at one time i did two podcasts in one day it's just a totally different level but yeah podcasts in one day and i was all talked out it's a lot
1: of emotional energy and um yeah it's also like about having like you do have to really believe in yourself um but I think that everyone has insecurities and things that um, hold them back. And part of like my journey has just been like, okay, just do it anyways. Just be scared and do it anyways. Right. Um, and it's also like what I teach my the people in my course. And that's what I tell my clients when everyone's nervous to do a boudoir session. Most people have never done something like that before. Sure um so sometimes stepping outside of our comfort zone but like in a safe way not obviously doing something that's not safe for you um but in a situation that feels safe and that you can control is really empowering to just be like i did that and you can be proud of it
0: right wow it's really unique and you have another one coming up in
1: January January. and January 24th. And before that one comes out, I do like a five day mini course so that people can kind of see what it's about. It's completely free. Um, and, and yeah,
0: we'll put a link to that uh, in the description of the podcast and whatnot. Thank Um, wow. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Like I said, you know, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. You really, I've said this to you off camera too. Um, you're really inspiring to me and seeing your journey. She's a real human being, it, you know, it's, it's not easy to build a business, uh, especially um, in this climate right now. It's got to be extremely hard. And I've seen you just go after it and go after it and go after it. And with all the with all the troubles and all the things that come along with it, you take it with a stride. So um, just thanks for uh, inspiring me. And just uh, continue doing what you do. And thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I
1: love this. And I just, I love that it's in a fraud. And like I even mentioned people in a fraud. I'm like, it's just such a community. And I hope that people will catch on to this podcast because it's really great.
0: Thanks. Yeah, we were really enjoying doing this. And if you like it, please check us out on YouTube. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And we stream from Simplecast. You can also catch us on our Facebook page. We're all over the internet. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.